0: Okay, this is episode 54, but in episode 53, we we're at Lebowski's Grill at Highland Lanes. Uh, we talked about Jeff being fired up about bowling. Uh, we talked about the old man with the dull computer that his son gave him. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> he was darling. Uh, I guarantee if you go
1: to Highland Lanes, right he's
0: there right now, and he'll drink with you. Uh, we talked about bowling alley carpet. We talked about if Austin is a waving kind of town. Uh, we talked about bouncing tires, podcast shower thinking, and Mountain Dew. So, I saw... An
2: interesting comment about waving on the boat that kind of made me turn around a little bit. And the comment was the person said uh, uh, that the reason they wave is to see if the other person waves back to, to see, see if they acknowledge yeah, and yeah. They see that they're there.
1: That's what I was trying to say. It's like everybody's on the same well, lane, you did, you so you want to
2: make sure you all see each other. Gotcha. Yeah, That. That's. Uh, I was like, okay, yeah, I get that then. You're like, you see me? I see you? Great. All good.
1: And that's like the first thing they tell you when you rent like a jet ski or a boat or whatever. Is they're like, you it, be at sure to wave it, wave at the other boats, let them know you see them, and they. The first you thing
2: know. they tell you is not how you turn it on. Uh,
1: I'm sorry, the third thing they tell you. Is, See, that's what I'm talking about. I didn't, I, See, okay. I'm not i am not going to let it get to me today. I'm, bull- I'm gust-proof today. Okay. I'm, okay. Not, I'm not in the mood. I'm, I've decided to turn, turn his ability to affect me off. But that's his,
0: that's his, What's his <laughs> a little attempt. I feel like he was making another attempt before we started. But oh, he I remember, was. I don't remember
2: what it was. Uh, <laughs> he was. He was being crass about the cabling. Oh, that's
0: right. The cabling yeah. system that we have that is color-coded. Yeah, and
2: yeah. mine that was... Very carefully wrapped up. That is now a mess, just like the one I inherited here.
0: We're at Corral Snake. <laughs> why, do keep, why do you keep calling it that? I think it's he better than it Coral wrong. Snake. I think I think Corral Snake is cooler. So we Cow, are think of a cowboy snake. Corral Snake.
2: We are at way a way better
0: at
1: one of those places in Austin that has been a bunch of different things since I've been here. It was El Leon. It was a bar when we first. They moved still have here. that sign there. Yeah, they still have the sign here. Then it got hipstered, and it became a place called Stay Gold for a couple
2: of years, I believe. One of the... Uh-oh. Is that coming through in the... Oh, yeah, it is. So, yeah, that's, like, one of the places that gentrification has fully embraced and, like, and fully enveloped, like the gentrification yeah. line has passed here. They still have the old Leon sign. Which like, is
1: cool. It's cool that they framed it and kept it alive.
2: Yeah. Uh, but that's like, that's, like, what every business down here had a sign like that, and that's what it At was. At some point, yeah. And now it's Corral Snake.
1: <laughs> now it's cor- Corral Snake! Coral snake. It's well painted, I'll say.
2: Like a like
1: a coral snake. It's weird to be sitting right exactly like a coral snake. Uh, it's weird to be sitting on the uh, patio of a bar fifteen hours before it opens. <laughs> <laughs> but it was open. So the door was open at least. Yeah, uh, I guess
2: Free Coffee is just like a little trailer, and they have one table that's directly in the sun, but the uh the gate to uh, um like the seating area for Coral Snake is open, so you just come in here.
1: When it was that gold place before it was Coral Snake. Uh, this is one of the last spots I drank at. Oh, really? Yeah, I had moved. Wow. I had moved. I'd kind of moved away from E6 because it got a little too much, and had moved over here. There's a place here. There was a place across the Street called Drinks, kind of Catty Corner that I would go to sometimes, and it was a lot more low profile, a lot easier to get drunk in the dark. Yeah. But uh, you know, and then I stopped doing that. Eric's taking a photo. We are in yeah, C. Oh, like we are in Cesar Chavez in East Austin. Yeah, we're
2: we're right by. Well, really close to one in a million which you and I were having a, a very uh I, di- I didn't realize we we had such diverging opinions about that place I think it's incredibly mediocre it's fine it's not like I would never go
1: out of my way to go there and I, w-
2: I wouldn't either but I you you were like spoke like like a disdain in your tone talking about that yeah place. I just
1: don't like the reverence people hold for it I don't like that there's a line out the door every morning to go there to get mediocre because it's
2: big it's big. we got a big tie to- we got, got a big burrito big it's big. They, they got the Don Juan, which is like yeah. a breakfast taco. It's like supposedly one taco, but they give you a bunch of tortillas because you can make like five out of it. It's so fucking huge. But it's like that's – I mean, I feel like if for nothing else, you should like that place just because it's still holding on here in this place where – I appreciate Elion that. is gone and the gentrification line has moved past here and, you know, they're still they're still doing their thing. That place – is largely unchanged in the last 25 years on the for inside.
1: For sure. And there are a lot of places like that that I just have never liked that I didn't like it back then, so I don't like it now. There's places around here like that that I'm,
2: I still support. Cisco's on E6. I love Cisco's. They're still around? I thought, Yeah. Didn't they have um, an ownership change, or am I thinking of the other place that was right by there? Oh, you might be thinking of the other yeah, place.
1: I'm Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm still down. I just—one just, of the million never did it for me. I don't know. Okay. All right, fair enough. It was one of those before Austin was a foodie town. It was where like Guy Fieri would come or any of those TV shows. So it would always get on the like the the TV uh, travel channel shows about food. And so it was always busy even before like it was a thing even
2: before Austin became a foodie town. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, that's what they were known for is that one dish. Yeah. I I don't know if I've ever ordered anything besides that there. (laughs) And also, (laughs) I don't know if I've been there in the last 10 years. Yeah, I haven't been there in probably longer. Yeah,
1: about that, maybe. Yeah. Maybe we should go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's right there. Let's maybe go get, instead of talking, let's go shit, get I one Don Juan, and all three of us can share it. There you go. Um, yeah, but uh, th- this—it's definitely all of this has changed so radically. Like, I, I i rarely come down this far. I guess I was here not that long ago in this part of Cesar Chavez. But what were you doing? Just watching. There was a, a, a restaurant I ate at, like across the street, down the way a little bit. Well, I don't remember what it was called. It wasn't that great. Uh, It's like I I saw it on some list. Like sure, it's fine. I'll try it out, and then I went and I was like, it's not that good. What kind of food was it? It was Taiwanese food. It was. Uh. It was like it's one of those places where it was fine, and it was. (laughs) I. I. So I like. Hear me out. It's gonna take me a little while to get there. I think. Sure. I like the trend of places just having a qr code on the table so you can scan it look at the menu and order if you want yes uh and the food just comes out straight to you You don't have to worry like you don't have to wait for someone to come talk to you you don't have to make sure you're all you're ready to order at the time they come then they go away like that whole thing it's a hassle the thing is when you put the qr code on there you either have to make sure that you have cell service in your restaurant so that it loads, or you have to have Wi Fi so that people can load it. Yeah. You can't have that and then have it not work. So my, my cell service was really weak. It eventually, the page eventually loaded, and it was a, like an internal server error 500. So it was like, so it took forever to load, and then it didn't load. I was like, <laughs> can, th- it, just, it just wasn't working. And then, so I think it set me off on a bad foot to begin with uh, for that place. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, that's fine. But it's it, it's weird because I feel like there's a lot of people. I like I see articles and I hear people talk about it all the time about. I, I guess it's it's all boomer shit, right? It's like, oh, I miss menus. I wish menus would come back. Thank God they're getting rid of those QR codes. <laughs> like I, I just want a menu. I can hold and look through. Like who gives a fuck? Look at it on your phone. I guess it's people who can't look at their phone without glasses or it's the same people who need to turn the flashlight on on their phone to look at the menu in a fucking restaurant at at (laughs) dinner like fuck (laughs) i i i I see the writing on the wall and i don't want to get there
1: this uh this street might be the street with the most buildings that have been the most things since i've lived in austin if that makes sense okay like i feel like like Much like this place, which has been at least three things since we've lived here, maybe four. I feel like every bar or restaurant, with the exception of maybe one in a million, yeah. and a few, maybe a, a place that, that uh, sells piñatas over there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, everything else is is mostly, is, has flipped multiple
2: times. Well, that was, the place you're talking about, like that was like a flashpoint for gentrification yes. here on Cesar Chavez, the Jumpolin place, when yeah. that... Closed, God, how long? Seven or eight years ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Became, what was it, it became a cat cafe. <laughs> became
1: a cat cafe, and then that was a real controversial thing, and they were they were dealing with a lot of like uh, vandalism and stuff. Yeah. Same with that place, Luz Bodega behind us that we turned yeah. into that we were wrong. They that was that Liao's Tire Shop, I mm-hmm. believe, and then they the fa- I think the family wanted to retire, yeah, and they sold it, and then they made that Luz Bodega place, and then it became a huge. Uh, They were having lots of like people throwing paint on it and protesting it and stuff because they were like gentrifying the area. Yeah. And, uh, but I feel like every restaurant, every, every building, every cool old like Victorian looking home that is a headquarters to a media company used to be a salon, used to be a vintage store, used to be a barbecue restaurant. It just feels like, like you just go down the road and you're like five years ago, this was this, seven years ago, this was this, two years ago, this was this, it's a, it's a little bit frenetic and yeah. frantic to go down Cesar Chavez and see the constant change.
2: And it's, it's funny because it's still happening, right? Like, yeah. uh, we're in the part that's changed quite a bit, but if you keep going east, then you eventually get to a part where, well, I guess not even, not even that's true anymore. I was going to say, you get to a part where that old stuff is still there, and I guess it's like 50-50. It's, 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 it's in the process of going Yeah, the of Central Machine away. Works is yeah. over there. Yeah, uh, if you keep
0: going by one in a million... They just opened a new bar almost across the street by la barbecue called lovebirds and it's brand new and it's just like oh just like in this neighborhood and it's on the drag on caesar chavez it just stuff keeps turning over and becoming new stuff I, I i don't spend a lot of time in this area because of that this it, it's there there doesn't feel like there's any
1: root yeah. yeah i was gonna say this is the area you know back when i was drinking and going out a lot i probably spent more time over here than most of the places in Austin, and even with that level of like daily time over here, it I, there's no like it's all different. Mm-hmm. You take you, you take you walk away for eighteen months and come back and it's all different. Even the good stuff, the stuff that was like highly touted and beloved. We talk about the line to get into one in a million. There was a place called Buffalina, which was a mm, Neapolitan mm-hmm. pizza place that opened up uh, three blocks from here, over on the other side of the street. And same kind of place, like you would have to make reservations months in advance. You would wait outside, they would open at 5.30 and there would be a line at 4.45 of people. And it's not a quick turn and burn pizza place. It's a sit down, drink a bottle of wine, have a very, have a overpriced pizza kind of place. And it was hugely popular, and they just bulldozed that building and put condos in not so long ago. There's a Bufalina up north now. But There's one yeah, on Burnett. Burnett yeah. it's, it's overpriced. Do- it's good pizza, it's but fucking yeah, it's, it's
2: definitely like, wow, I'm paying how much for yeah. this pizza? They have
1: a Diavolo pizza that's fucking, it's
2: as good as any pizza I've had in Italy, and I've had a lot of pizza <laughs> in Italy. <laughs> so the, the, this, this area has always been interesting to me as long as I've lived in Austin. You know, we're on Caesar Chavez, and... Cesar Chavez and Holly are, like, on the north side of the river here. Uh, And then just on the other side, you know, obviously Riverside, um, and, uh, like, all the streets that run up to the river. And all of this area east of 35 was viewed so long as, like, an undesirable part of town. Uh, It was, like, the... I don't know. The, the the air quotes bad part of town even though it was never bad. It was never bad and it had beautiful lake or like yeah, like it was
1: like town real, lake access. It's right
2: on the river, like huge parks. Why 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 are people avoiding this place? I used to live over there in those really shitty damp apartments on the other side of the river here and there was that uh power plant for a long time we used to call it the cloud factory. Yeah, cloud was, factory. Uh, we're well, not too far from it, it's just a little a uh, little west of here. Like it was right on the river. And it, it was just baffling to me for so long that it wasn't anything more. And I guess now we're at the point where all of, you know, it is. the well, the interesting you talk
1: about the cloud Factory, it's still there. I think they're in the process of decommissioning it, and I think that there's a lot of. And I could be making this up, but I'm pretty sure I read that there's a lot of uh, like chemicals and shit. They gotta like yeah. treat the place yeah. and like uh, depoison it. But um, they have, and you probably haven't seen this because you don't spend a lot of time. I don't think no. walking around town lake. No. But they have completely redone the area, the bike trails around there and stuff, where it used to be you would hit the trail, you would like the hike and bike trail would run into the power plant, and then you'd have to go into the neighborhood three blocks and then awkwardly around it. Yeah. Now they've like they've hollowed out an area around the back of it and they made this beautiful bike path and you can walk around it. So you can you can completely uh circumnavigate that power plant now and see it from all angles. It's oh, interesting. It's nice. cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I they they turned it off like it hasn't produced power Uh -uh. in some years now it's just like but you're right it's still there and they need to To yeah there's some toxic shit i think maybe and figure out uh, how to get rid of it yeah it's like when you play sim city and you put the power plant in the middle of your town (laughs) and then like a hundred years go by and you're like fuck everything else has been built up like crazy why did i put it here i'm such an idiot yeah it's exactly like that it's
1: got river it's got river view access (laughs) it's got beachfront property uh, yeah, it never made sense to me that this, that this from like, I guess from 35 to Pleasant Valley on Cesar Chavez and south to the river was considered bad. Bad, yeah. Even though it's gorgeous and some of the nicest land in town. Yeah. Makes no sense. Makes no sense.
2: Well, I think it's, again, it's something that we talked about long, I think we talked about this in batch. It's a holdover from 35 splitting the town. Yeah. Uh, into like uh, literally segregating the town and I think this was the I mean this be frank this was the non-white side so it was quote unquote bad for a long time and you know we're still dealing with that with 35 splitting the town and now you can't buy a house here for under 1.2 million. Yeah. I remember like visiting in the 80s and the 90s and like everyone would be like, "Oh yeah, don't go east of 35. It's so bad over there." And mm-hmm. then you would go east to 35 like it's not bad. I don't know what these people are talking about. It's Yeah. yeah. It's totally fine. I heard
0: that when I moved here.
1: I don't get it. That's yeah. a, stupid. Austin's bad versus every other city's bad that I've been to are incomparable. Yeah. Yeah, and e- and big e- time. Even with the fact that we're rapidly becoming a big city and fucking I get my, uh, you know, I subscribe to a bunch of uh, um, police scanners and stuff. And so I get like police scanner notifications constantly and, and citizen apps that there's like murders and there's all kinds of shit going on. And we're getting street takeovers and like we're starting to get big city problems, but still nothing close to what's going on in any other real city. Yeah. I have all that shit turned on. So when I go spend a week in Gross Point in Detroit, I get to see what's going on
0: over there. Different world. Different <laughs> world in Detroit, let me tell you. <laughs> um, we're in an area that, I, like, you're very familiar with. There's like a baseball field and like a little park or something that's like right over here. Just, about- yeah, we did the
1: supplemental. It's at 3rd and Chacon. Yeah. It's oh. where yeah. my ex-wife's studio used to be. Uh-huh. And so I spent years That's practically living there, yeah. home away from home. And then yeah. Gus and I lived, I mean, like he said, he lived right across the river, basically. Right across, across over yeah. From yeah. Here. But also, Caddy Corner was the house he, he and I lived in together for three or four yeah, years. Real close. Oh, really? And that's yeah, right by
2: Kriegfield, mm-hmm. which is where we used to play softball at the, uh, the Intramural League with, uh, at the call center. Yeah. Which was funny because they, they used to... We talked about it, they, they, That's why they built they named those apartments the ballpark, and they're tearing all that down now. If This is the part of town where if somebody comes up to me and just mentions Austin,
1: and I'm not thinking about Austin, this is the first thing that comes to mind. Like, this is Austin to me. Even
2: though I don't live over here anymore, and I, I probably it. never will. I get it. I, I think for me, that's downtown, just because really? I spent a lot of time there when I was younger, and then I also worked there, not only with Rooster Teeth, but before Rooster Teeth, in my right. previous job, like our, my office was downtown, so yeah. I just spent probably the better part of a decade down there.
0: Yeah, I I just feel like this, I get it. Like, this is a cool place to take people who are in from out of town. Like, you could take anyone up and down Cesar Chavez who's in from out of town because it is bars built or surrounded by trees and homes, and you're close to the river, and it has all, like, this stuff. But as someone who, like, lives here, again, the only thing that I feel like when I drive up and down Cesar Chavez is, like, it feels, like, very, like, rootless. Like, there's just stuff that's just turning over. Yeah. Just stuff that's, like, we built this here. Oh, how long's it been here? Oh, about six months. And it's like, oh, Okay, cool. What was it before? Eight other things? Yeah. It's just a lot of that. Eight
1: other very cool things that yeah. were cool for six months, and now they're going to be, yeah. Yeah. I will say, in this area, if you get, if you ever find yourself over here and you want a really nice meal, like two blocks over is a street called Holly Street. Mm-hmm. On there is a restaurant called Laundrette, uh, yeah. one of the best restaurants in town.
0: My wife loves going there for brunch. Uh, so good. I've never, no, I ate there once. I took her one time, but she's gone probably about seven or eight times, because it's always like girl brunch day where it is, I'll drop her off and then hours later, come back to pick her up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just hours and hours and she she really likes it. It's, it's a very cool. If I lived right there, I think I would love that. Yeah. But I don't. So it's just another spot that I have like everything else here. I have to drive to and fight for parking.
1: I will say if you lived here, man, you'd be in heaven because you have, Thirty restaurants and bars to yep. choose from every day within and walking distance.
0: Every six months, they're all different. Yeah,
1: and, and if you
2: as soon as you get <laughs> bored with it, they just become a new business.
0: Don't worry, it's something else now, like Corral Snake. I, <laughs> I, I
2: love it. What? So it, it's funny. Like this place, obviously, you know, is churning and like it had an identity, and I feel like as it's doing this churn, it's trying to find a new identity, right? It's trying to yeah. settle on what it's going to be, and it makes me think of another part of town that's nowhere near here. Um, because it's a place that churned, tried to establish its identity and in my opinion just like kind of failed and did nothing. Ooh. Which is like um the triangle. Okay. Which is like Yeah. It's like a developer came in and was like, We're gonna take all this land and we're gonna build it up and we're gonna, you know, make this and it's a very central, convenient location with nothing. Like there's some apartments there, but it's like th- where do you think? Because I, I will I will 100% agree with you. Yeah, like no local identity to it at all. Could be anywhere. You could be. It's like copy and paste from any city. Where, okay, so I was gonna ask. Where do you think they
1: went wrong with the triangle? Because it, it's had a Motties. I know you're not a Motties fan, but it's a local place. It's had a. It has a currently has a Hopdotti, yeah. which is a local
2: place. It had a flying saucer, which wasn't and that closed down. It's got um, a Mama Foos, which I think is local. <laughs> is it? I don't know. I think I, know. I thought it was. I thought it started here. It's got to be wrong. Uh,
1: it's got that. It's got a grocery store that's not very good. <laughs> it's got a natural grocery. Yeah, over natural there. grocer. Not great. It's got an. Orbs it was theory. an Office Depot before. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, There's an electric bike store I went in once over there. there <laughs> I, no. really, I don't
2: know. There's a lot of stuff over there, but nothing that I would go out of my way to go to. I, I think that's the problem. There's a Merritt Coffee there. We could yeah. m- maybe go.
0: I go to that Merritt Coffee sometimes.
2: Merritt Coffee's fine. That might be like the best thing. They're, They're San Antonio chain, though. Don't they have yeah. ice cream? Is there, yeah, there's a Jenny's there. Yeah, there's a Jenny's. Which is really good. It's really great ice cream, but again, it's like...
0: The way that you were talking about paying for uh, Bufalina's pizza is the way that yeah. I feel about paying for Jenny's ice cream. Yeah, it's like, oh, you want an ice cream cone? Yeah, $9, please. Yeah, like, what? Like, huh, I suppose this is cold, <laughs> Yeah, and it is creamy. I'm Would,
2: just... It, it, just, it I, I feel like where they went wrong... It Maybe it's not any fault of theirs, of the developer, or whoever's in charge. It's just no place with any local identity embraced it and yeah. went there uh it's a just maybe rent was too high i don't know uh but there's definitely a lot of apartments there and a lot of people who live there just and there's businesses to support that it's just nothing outstanding nothing with any local identity in there
1: no i agree with you and it's it's weird because it's i was excited when it was being developed i thought this is the kind of stuff we need in austin to make us a big city we've got and we're, and we're doing it right we've got Mueller, obviously. We've got the domain, obviously. We have the triangle, which is a very small version of that. We've got the Grove over there that's yeah. uh, kind of a, somewhere in between the triangle and I guess Mueller. Closer to the triangle in size, though. Um, but yeah, the triangle, for whatever reason, is just not very interesting. I go, to that, I go to that Merritt coffee once a week, maybe. I work from there sometimes
2: when it's too hot to go to my other coffee shop. But it's always crowded. I, I yeah, it is. I, I, I do notice that. I wonder if once the like the mass transit stuff is built, because that's supposed to be like in the plans that the triangle is kind of like a hub for a lot mm-hmm. of interchanging between different lines. I wonder how that's going to affect growth, assuming that the transit system gets deployed in any uh, fashion similar to what it was built as. Are
1: they fully? They're fully developed out over there too, right? There's no room. Oh yeah, there's no more room. No. Yeah, there's some. There's some land for, like, runoff, and, and there's, like, easement land, but that's it.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. there's no more space to build yeah. anything there.
0: Do you think the public transit stuff is going to happen? Man, I, mean, I don't know.
2: Uh, like, like realistically? Like, yes. do you,
0: Like, do you think you think it will? I think
2: some will. Yes. We'll, we'll see. I, it, there might be a revote. that the state of Texas is really trying to stop Austin with
1: this. It won't. It'll happen, but it won't happen in the way you want it to, and it won't be as effective as we want it to be, and it'll be a neutered version because that's what always happens in Austin. It's the same thing when we got light rail. We got
2: a neutered version of what we wanted. As long as we get something, but I mean, anything
1: is better than nothing. Right.
2: I hate to, to sound defeatist, well, let, but
1: I'll take what we I'll take what we can get. Well,
2: I feel like there's a there's a prevailing attitude with a lot of people where it's like, if it's not going to be perfect, then what's the point? Right. It's like, well, nothing's going to be perfect. Right. At least deploy something. Yeah. Don't let perfect be the enemy of good. We, yes. Exactly. Cold turkey might be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. When we're talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor, we're talking about our sponsor, Fume. They look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong, so instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, flame uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses all natural delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial, is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your uh, habit. Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and it's even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories. There's no reason you can't be one as well. Join Fume in Accelerating Humanity's Breakup from Destructive Habits by picking up the Journey Pack today. Head to tryfume.com, use code ANIMA to save 10% off when you get the Journey Pack today. That's T-R-Y-F-U-M.com, code ANIMA to save an additional 10% off your order today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices. The path forward isn't always clear. Doesn't, uh, you know, life doesn't come with an instruction manual. We've got to figure out a lot of things on our own through trial and error, which, you know, sometimes isn't always very helpful. Uh, So whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice, the easier it gets. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do, fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you want, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com ANMA today. Get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com ANMA. Again, betterhelp, H E L P dot com slash anime. get 10 percent off of your first month
0: i just can't believe there's not a way to get from the airport to downtown that isn't a car there's a bike path so i can't believe <laughs> that there's not a way you imagine getting off an airplane <laughs> with your luggage and jumping on a bike to go right into downtown In July? I would do it. There's an airport flyer. I mean, it's a bus.
2: Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like
0: The only thing, the only way to get downtown is vehicle. Yeah. There's nothing... That's crazy.
1: It is crazy. And I know he agrees because when we go to places like Seattle or San Francisco that have a tram that goes from the airport to where we're... Like, he gets so excited.
2: Gus is like, oh, we can take the tram. And then we hop on and then we're just fucking
1: there and it's so convenient.
2: I'm going out of the country in a couple months. Yeah. And last night, I was looking up the mass transit in each of the places I'm going to, like, ooh, what train can I take from the airport to get to where I'm going, <laughs> where my hotel is? Oh, here it is. I see. Ooh, only one transfer. Great. You know? Really? Like, <laughs> uh, Man, everybody but us has this figured out. <laughs> uh, Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely all about it. Like, I... I Whenever we travel, like Jeff said, whenever it's at like another city or out of the country or wherever it's like, ooh, is there a train we can take instead of getting in a car? I fucking love that stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it getting deployed in any fashion. I want yeah, to see yeah. something.
0: Um, but it's going to be a long time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll see if any of us live here when it actually happens. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, we're all moving to Michigan. Uh, well,
1: that's the thing. I want to I I live long enough to see what happens to I-35. That's my goal.
0: One more lane. Just one more. Oh, Just God. one more even? all you need bury. Bury it. Bury one it.
1: More. Connect the city. Bury it. That's uh-huh. what I want. Do a do a Boston. Do a big dig. Uh-huh. But even the Sure, some pedestrians will die in the process when <laughs> shit falls on them. But you gotta you know,
0: can't you
2: gotta make an omelette? Even here. the burial process, like some of the the ideas I've seen are so small in scope. Yes. Uh-huh. Like bury it. From 12th to the river. It
0: doesn't make any-
2: Cool. I mean, <laughs> I can't, I, I can't, don't let perfect
0: be the enemy of good. But yeah. it's like, that's, I mean, that's such a small stretch. The whole issue with, with 35, everyone's like, well, it's so busy around downtown. Well, it's busy because it doglegs. When you get yeah. down past the river, it doglegs, and nobody, I don't know, if you drive in Austin, if somebody hits the brakes and they're next to you, you also don't have to brake. You yeah. <laughs> can just keep it going. Yeah. Um, adding one more lane is what's going to happen and it is going to fix nothing and it's going to be phenomenal to see. Have you ever driven
2: Eric I'm looking at Eric. Eric, mm-hmm. have you ever driven down I-10 between Katy and Houston? Have you have you taken I-10 down there? I don't think so. I be, I might be wrong on this. I believe that is the widest freeway in the no, world. No, you know
0: what? I have I have. I I was thinking. We. (laughs) I went out to Houston a couple of times. One time it was all like weird back roads and like stuff that wasn't like. Oh, you took like two ninety out there. Yeah, Yeah, and it was just like this. And like this sucks. And then the other time it was, and you just go, what the? I mean, we're from California, driving on this and going, what the fuck is this freeway? Wild wild yeah. and it really is a testament to people saying just one, just more, one lane. more yeah whenever people say just one more
2: lane, that's uh-huh. that's exactly what i think of that until you I-10. get
0: to any of the parts where those lanes stop being there and it all chokes yep which is the problem with adding one more lane anywhere unless you do it the whole way what are you doing yeah you're creating choke points
2: y- yeah you need to find a way to move the people more efficiently like uh-huh. either more densely or through another route right like well, is that what or
0: 130 was supposed to be?
2: Yeah, it's funny. 130, you know, it's like the tollway way out east of Austin. Is that considered a failure? No. Well, so when it first got yes. built, I thought it was a. Fa- I thought like nobody's ever going to use it. Every time I see an 18-wheeler on I-35, I consider it a failure. Well, Correct. I think the initial thought was that they were going to reroute all 18-wheeler traffic out there, and then I think they found out legally they couldn't do that. That's
1: half of that's half of the problem. That yes.
2: being said, I feel like at this point, 130 is finally starting to be used i see a lot more traffic on it mm-hmm. and i see a lot more use on it and i don't think it's diverting any well maybe it is diverting some strain from 35 i think that's more a testament to how far east things have been built out yeah. yes I, it's uh, really
0: you know all that traffic that we were getting up from lockhart up to pflugerville uh you know it's really taking care of the 13th <laughs> football, uh, on that drive but it, I, it, it's such a weird to build a toll road <laughs> and then say hey take that and everyone went this one's free and they went right Oh, hang on. (laughs) And here we are. Well,
2: I think you've seen a lot of manufacturing getting built out there because of 130. Like, that's out by the Tesla factory. That's where Samsung is building, you know, their factory out in In Taylor. Taylor, Um, There's a lot more, like, industrial growth out there that I think will be – you'll see a lot more, like, big truck traffic on 130 because of that. And you already see a lot of vehicular traffic out there now. I think – for a long time, I thought it was stupid, but now Austin's grown out to the point where it's starting to be used. So it just wasn't used in the way I thought it was going to be used right. when they built it. It's not alleviating any traffic from our central corridor, but it is
1: allowing expansion, and I guess it's keeping it from getting worse as it grows, right?
2: Yeah. Also, fuck toll roads. Yes. Also, fuck toll roads. Why, why do we have them? What, what's the <laughs> What's the point? Why couldn't it just been another highway? I know. Um, like it's that I just one. Got, I just got my NTTA tag. Oh yeah. I'm excited for that. Did you have a text tag before? No,
1: text tag sucks. Text me. tag's yeah, the text fucking worst. Text tag's yeah, the fucking so worst. So baby.
2: Yeah. I had a text tag for like two years, and then I switched over to an NTTA, and it was just all one fuck up after It's local toll. Tax.
1: Emily did it all, and it was a nightmare.
2: Yeah, it yeah. was a fucking nightmare. I switched to NTTA. I have not had one problem in the many years I've had
1: it. And yet. it works
0: in
2: a lot of other states, too.
0: Yeah. It's I mean, great. In Florida, I think. Um, you guys were talking about a lot of the changes happening here and a lot of the stuff that maybe you missed or whatever. Um... But we got off the freeway, and um, there's no more pawn shop, guys. (laughs) There used to be a big
2: pawn shop over there at Cesar Chavez and I-35. It had a huge sign you could see from the highway. It said, like, uh, cash for gold. gold. And I think there was another sign that said guns in, like, big letters. (laughs) It's just, like, it's been bulldozed. It's just a foundation now. Um, That
1: area is weird. There was, like, an after-hours club there for a long time. And then there was that native place that was, like, a... Expensive, fancy hostel, and now that's uh, gone, and it's something else. The whole area is fucking talk about change. Yeah, just it's impossible to keep track of what's there.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, and it's right by downtown, right by the convention center. So if you came here for RTX, I mean, you were right by there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, what a what a bizarre area.
1: Gus and I have been in every single pawn shop in the city of Austin. Well, we we were at at one point. At, unless they've built one in the last ten years, unless there's it, it, any that have been built in the last twelve years, we haven't been in. Probably at least four or five times. Yeah, at least maybe more. We had a we printed out a list of every pawn shop in Austin, and then we segmented it, and then we all
2: took took our forty or whatever. They got, you got you got to know everyone there. Yeah, <laughs> well, I did anyway. I did too. Uh, I did too. Yeah, it, it's it's funny because I used to. When we were younger, you know, we would go to garage sales looking for video game stuff. And sometimes we would hit up pawn shops, too. We talked about going to the pawn shop down in San Antonio. Well, the guy a gave couple us episodes, us episodes ago, yeah. Um, so I, I, I used to really enjoy going to pawn shops. And then, you know, we had to go to all of them for a long time. And I've not, I, I've not enjoyed pawn shops again since then. No. No, it just, it just isn't the same for me. No. Um, I saw a few a few weeks ago, I was driving on a street real close to my house and there was just like a bike lying on the sidewalk, like not, you know, with the stand, like literally just lying on its side on the sidewalk one morning. I thought, oh, that's weird. Then I drove by later in in the like around noonish and it was still there. And then in the afternoon I drove by again and it was still there. I was like, all right, I got to check on this bike. So like, like I park and I go out there and I look at this bike. The tires are inflated. It's fine. It's not like a fancy bike or anything. It's a real cheap bike. And it's got like a pawn shop sticker on it. Uh, and it looks like it's been reduced a few times, like the price tag. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, well, I guess someone just stole this bike, rode it until they didn't need it anymore, and left it here. <laughs> just I was like, all right. I, was, I, I looked to see if it had, like, someone's name engraved on it or, like, any identification or, like, any way to return it. There was nothing on it. I was like, all right, you lift your bike. When I moved to Austin, it
1: had this program that was the coolest thing in the world. And I'm sure... If you're listening to this and you're from another major metropolitan area, your city probably has... It's not unique. A lot of cities had these. yeah. But Austin had this thing. And I don't know whatever happened to it, but I want to say it died in the early 2000s. They had this thing called the Yellow Bike Program. And they would take... It was a nonprofit. And they would take... People would donate bikes. They would spray paint them yellow. And they would fix them up. And they would leave them out. And there were just yellow bikes around town. If you saw a yellow bike anywhere in town, you could pick it up and ride it wherever you needed to and just leave it in, leave it in a good... Easily findable place for the next person, and then Austin operated like that for a long time. I used them a few times; they were great. They were like junky bikes, but they were free. You weren't stealing one, and yeah. they were just they were just around. It was neat. I was, I missed that program. It was
2: it was great. Uh, I'm sure uh, people started stealing the bikes. Of course, I'm sure. And then sure. you know, with the advent of uh, smartphones, now it's all uh scooters like now now there's a way to monetize it yeah i say, yeah, yeah we've, we've yeah, yeah, yeah. monetized yeah. a thing that was very easy before right it was like free and easy yep. and now it's like oh now it's now it costs money yeah yep.
0: um something that we're, we're like half an hour in i, I do want to talk about the coffee i want to talk about um kind of like the space and get to anarchy questions and everything but something we didn't talk about last episode that we said we were going to uh because at the end of the previous episode before that uh we said we were going to talk about flying with gus Oh, and we have not oh. done that still. Oh my God! Last time you were too I, fired up, and we didn't get around to it. I, I forgot about that. I want to talk. I want. How was it? Tell me everything. Um, so what did was, you
2: do? What was the weather we, like? Was it we, hot? Is he a good pilot? We flew out from Austin to Fredericksburg because uh-huh. there's a there's a diner at the airport there in Fredericksburg. Yep. Uh, had some lunch and then flew back from Fredericksburg to Austin.
0: Okay, so here's what happened. We went to myself, Jordan Swears, okay, and Gustavo Sorola from that other podcast you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we all met up at a uh, a smaller airport. I don't I don't know what you would call that. So it's
2: it's the Austin airport, uh-huh. but it was like over on the south side. You call it a, they call it an FBO. It's a fixed base operator. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where if you are boarding a private jet, where you go as opposed yeah. to like the main passenger terminal. So the south terminal, not the south not, terminal. Not the south terminal.
0: Okay. It's all of like the big hangars by the south terminal that you fly by and when you're about like when you're on the runway to take off you look over and you go oh that's where they keep all the other little planes right
1: did you guys all drive together?
0: M- me and Jordan drove so together. you guys
1: did you like were you confused? was it easy to navigate? We,
0: we have been this is the third attempt at flying with Gus okay okay the first time we were rained out the second time no no the,
2: the first time uh-huh. they they were like oh hey, the plane's not available we're swapping out the oh, engine that's what it was the, yeah, yeah
0: that, oh <laughs> dude that was crazy they're just like yeah there's no engine in the what? what? And so the second time we make it to the tarmac and the plane and we're getting ready. The wind is blowing so fucking hard. It was too strong. We just went, well, I mean, we certainly can't fly in this. And Gus went, we certainly can't fly in this. And so we didn't. So we finally got it scheduled and we went, uh, me and Jordan met Gus there. Uh, Gus walks right. He's big man on campus. (laughs) They see him walk through. Everyone's waving at Gus. He's going in to like, the private school like backroom thing and he's talking to like the other pilot he's just landed and he's bringing like the plane in it's probably about 10:30 uh by the time we're out there we're taking off it's like 11ish i'm in the back seat jordan's in the front with gus and we take off and we go around i Gus is talking to, like, the terminal in Austin. And it's just like any time Delta or United, it's the same channels. You hear all that chatter. Oh, yeah. And Gus is, like, doing the call signs, talking to the people. They're like, oh, yeah. Like, they have, like, all these signals here. Take off at this. And here's what you do. And then once you're in the sky, you're in the fucking sky. And you just go. (laughs) And you go. And we flew near downtown and got, like, a really cool view. And then we head out to Fredericksburg. It's about 11 in the morning, so it's not... Hot, hot. It's warm, yeah. and so it's a little bumpy. When we, I just want to. I want to sidebar yeah. real fast.
2: When we flew out over downtown, it's like we flew over Lady Bird Lake. Yes, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Like, it so it's like right it wasn't over downtown. Like,
0: it wasn't like we were flying into downtown. It was every scenic view you've seen from like a postcard of downtown was what we were looking at out the window. Are
1: you limited in how you can fly over downtown? Like, are there rules around that?
0: Legally, you
2: have to be a thousand feet over the nearest obstacle mm-hmm. so it's like the tallest building downtown is 1300 feet above sea level so you, the lowest you can get is 2300 feet above sea level we were at about 3000 yeah just to we, it for okay safety. so
0: we got up to 3500 3, and it was a little bumpy and you kind of keep heading out west and it is so fast to get to Fredericksburg when you can go in a straight line <laughs> yeah when you don't have to wait for other cars and you're just you can go just straight, straight there. You don't have to go through the Y 30, to get there. 30 minutes? 35 30, yeah, minutes? Yeah, it's like 35. We got like up that. to around, what, 6,000, 7,000 feet yeah. on the way out there, and it was smooth sailing. How man. fast are you going? Uh, ground speed's probably close to 100 miles an hour. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we're like, we're cruising there. We get there. Gus is, so technically, when you leave, like, the Austin airspace, they hand you off to, like— Yeah, we were talking to Houston. We were talking to Houston, and Houston is telling us, like, go here, go there— but also, you don't... It, we saw planes that, like, weren't doing that. Yeah. <laughs> that were just, like, taking off or landing or whatever yeah, from, yeah. like, the Fredericksburg Airport. Uh, very small little airport, but it has, like, a hotel there and a little, like, diner. So we thought it would be really cool. Let's go for lunch. Let's fly out. Let's get a burger, and we'll fly back. The burger was fine. It was, like, good. It wasn't whatever. I had a true fried steak. It was yeah, how
1: good. was it in comparison to the burger we had at Highland Lanes? It's the most recent burger I've had.
0: It was... I would say it's a little bit better than that. Okay, but they, it was pretty close. The bun was very nice, but mm. the shake was fucking phenomenal. The milkshake was really good. You had a vanilla one, right? Yeah, and, and it was then really the, good. the
2: seasonal one they had was peach. peach. Yeah, so that's what Jordan got. And so that makes sense. In we got there way. and we
0: had a seat, and it was like a little diner. Like two ladies that work there, kind of like running around. And this and, is
2: on the
1: airport. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: like you get you land the plane. You park the plane, you tie it down, and you walk into the diner.
1: So it's the diner's for pilots.
0: Yeah, do I mean, they like, yeah.
1: like citizens. Fr- like citizens? Fredericksburg, <laughs> do Fredericksburgians
2: go there? Uh, yes. I think yeah. I, I kept joking about that. I was like, "There's way more people and planes in here." Yeah, like, a lot they're, of they're civilians, non-pilots. Yeah.
0: Um, but we got there and we ate, and it was it was a really good time. And then on the way back, we switched where I sat in the front, Jordan sat in the back, and uh, this is after lunch, so it's one early afternoon, so it's one, getting hot. It we took off, it was like getting shot into the air. The ground wanted us off it so fucking bad.
1: Really, it
0: the heat coming off of the ground is shooting you into the air. Then we're flying out of Fredericksburg. Gus is doing all like the calls and everything. And now, is, off. is he a confident pilot or is incredibly he incredibly a... confident? Okay, like at no point did we ever feel. Like, oh, man, I don't know what we're getting into. It was like, oh, this is very easy, whatever. We get up to about 3,500 feet, and we're flying back towards Austin. And it is like getting picked up by Armando Torres and shaking around. It was fucking crazy. We climbed to 7,500 feet, and it is like being picked up by Andrew Rosas and being shaken around. It is not as strong, but, boy, you're getting shaken. So normally— it's really
2: bad the first 3,500 feet because of uh, the heat and mm-hmm. the wind and it'll really bump you up. Once you normally you get above thirty five hundred and it's smooth, like you talked yeah. about going out to Fredericksburg. We got up to seven I kept climbing trying to get a, away from that turbulence and it was it was I it was like being in a rock tumbler
0: the the entire the, way. The last probably twenty minutes. I mean it's like a 35, 40 minute flight. The last 20, 15, 20 minutes of it, I started getting so airsick. I was just holding up going like <sighs> Okay.
1: Or you're sweating and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, clammy yeah, yeah, yeah. and just
0: looking out and trying to find the horizon and going, okay, put your hand on something flat, yeah. just find the horizon, just huh. We land and it's no problem. As soon as we get on the ground, the airsickness goes away. Like it was totally fine. Yeah. But boy, that.
1: Jordan feel uh, it too.
0: Uh, he said he was feeling a little bit towards the end. I was like, really, it was hitting I, me hard. I could kind
2: of see it in Eric. I kept oh. trying to distract him. I kept trying to like ask about something. Uh, or about it? something like, trying it to get was... his mind off of it. Because you were in
1: the back on the way back. On right? the, on,
0: no, I was. In, I was in the front on the way on back, the way back.
1: Is, is back. it better in the front or worse?
2: I've never sat in the back. I don't. It know. is. Like it would be worse <laughs> in the back. Right? Uh, it was, It is on a pl- I mean, bigger plane. Pl- I don't know.
0: It was bumpy on the way out there until it wasn't. It never stopped being bumpy on the way back. Yeah. yeah. But so if you were to fly with Gus, I would say wait till October.
2: Um, Yeah, wait till it's not 105 degrees outside.
0: It really is. The air coming off of the ground, I didn't realize it. It Makes such a fucking difference. It's insane. It's crazy. I think I
2: told you guys on that flight, like, sometimes when you're at a lower altitude, Mm -hmm. you can tell when you fly over, like, a Walmart or a parking lot. Because, like, oh, there's, like, a ton of hot air coming off. You are
0: just, you're going, you're going, you're going! And it's just straight up in the air. I Here's the problem I have with flying with Gus. Uh Uh-huh. I actually, I do want to fly
1: with Gus. I Mm -hmm. think it'd be fun. I want to see, more than anything, I mean, I've flown a million times in my life. I'm not excited about the flight. I'm just excited about seeing Gus in a new element. Like, it's exciting to me to see (laughs) Gus be good at this thing that he's really excited and passionate about and he's worked really hard at. It
0: is such an activity that is Gus-brained that it is like he's made for it. Right, He started explaining, okay, well, there's like a clock in here that's like the time, but also that's Uh like a flight hour time which takes into account the speed at which you're traveling so it clocks time differently for when the plane is going and you're like what are you talking and it was just it dawned on me i went this is an activity made for and by engineers this is guys who like do math as a hobby and now they have figured out how to like make it an activity yeah, but he failed out of college this first but, but man, <laughs> I quit before I quit before they kicked me out. <laughs> I
2: quit before I failed. He
0: puts on his gloves and he's checking the plane. He's checking like the gas and like the fuel and all this stuff. Incredible. Incredible. Well, it, he, it, seasoned pie. I he, think
2: also if if um uh, there is some crossover. Like, I know Jordan's really into F1. So it's like, if you're into, like, if you know, like, how engines work and you're into that kind of stuff yeah. and, like, fuel-air mixture ratios and all of that, it's like, oh, then you can kind of, like, dive into that a little this more. This is
0: also stuff, what he's describing is stuff that can be automatic, and these engineers choose for right, it not <laughs> to be because it's more they f- are simply going, well, just pull the nozzle. And you go, right, but you don't have to. And they go, right, but just pull the nozzle. Just do it. And then-
1: <laughs> Here's why I don't think I will fly with Gus. Oh, you should. You should. Well, first off, I don't know that I've ever been officially invited. You should. Let's go. Well, once it's cooler. There you go. Well, now I have been. Uh, I feel like, and I feel like this is a Bernie thing, uh, which I I feel a little embarrassed about because he used to always say shit like this, but it just seems like it's... The universe has... I don't want to make it
0: too easy for the universe to take us both out at the same time. I understand. I get that. Um, I will say I, I, I felt safer flying in this plane with Gus than I do... For most, like, big commercial airline flights. That's it, good. Even, like, when you can see how high up you are, and it's, oh, we're 7,500 feet up, and you look down, and you just go, I mean, it's really not that high, and this thing will glide forever. Yeah.
2: yeah. And as we were going, I pointed out, I think, like, oh, look, there's a there's a runway there. Oh, there there's a runway there. there like, were
0: There were runways in fields everywhere. Yeah. It was so weird.
2: Yeah, it's like, oh, if the
0: engine dies, like, we're just going to glide yeah. right over there. It, That's where we're going to land. It felt so safe the whole time. You really should do it. It's, It was very cool like to, see to see Gus in his element. I would like to, just to see him do it, I just, like I said,
2: I just don't want the universe to take us both out. It, st- statistically, it's about as safe as
0: riding a motorcycle. I have crashed my motorcycle twice. So I you're set. You, you, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> it. You, you got it out of it the way. Um, I, I really, it was so much fun to go with the Gus. I want to do it again. Uh, I want to go to another place to go eat lunch. I want to do it in November yeah. when it's cold and you don't get shaken uh, around like a tin Where kit. else have you flown
2: to like that? Have you, uh, you ever been to Waco? Yeah, I've been to McGregor, which is right outside of Waco. Uh, it's like just to the southwest of it. Uh, Waco. Uh, so I've been close to Waco. I just, I can go to Waco. I just haven't been Is there. it weird, is, are you restricted in how close you can fly to Fort Hood? Um, yes, there are some restricted air spaces out there, but, I mean, if you're talking air traffic control, they'll clear you through it. It's really? not, yeah. like, it's so it, it, not, military. if anything, there. actually, out there by McGregor, there are, you have to be careful, because there's a SpaceX testing facility, mm, and ah. that's also close to where, uh, George W. Bush's ranch is, mm. uh, and I believe you cannot fly over his ranch. Ca- <laughs> lo- yeah. yeah. So, it's, like, you, there are some places you got to be careful, but if you're talking air traffic control, a lot. Yeah. I mean, you can you can fly lots of places. Yeah. Um, I think, so the furthest I've been is down to like Port Aransas. Okay. Uh, just like one day I was like, I want to see the Gulf of Mexico. How long
1: did it take you to get down to Porto? Uh, two hours.
2: That's not bad. Um, just about two hours. Um, I think at one point this fall, once the weather, you know, cools down, I may fly down to Brownsville just to be like, oh, look, there's Mexico. Yeah. You know, and, um, fly back, but we'll see. Do you, uh, do you ever fly it out to, like, College Station? I've been to College Station a few times. In fact, College Station Airport also has a restaurant on it. That, uh, was, that's, the, that was the other place we might have gone we to.
0: Were, we almost went to College Station and ended up in Fredericksburg. Glad we went out there. It yeah. was very cool. Hadn't been out there since, like, an Oktoberfest, so it was neat. The, thing, the, the reason I wanted to go to Fredericksburg instead was, like Eric said, the, air,
2: the diner is right there. You don't have to go anywhere. It's, like, yeah. right by the runway. Like, in College Station, you so have to, like, cool. walk out and then walk through the parking lot. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I want to,
0: like, we parked the plane, and it was, like, parking... To go to this coffee shop.
2: It's like in the parking lot. Yeah, it there's a really, parking it lot. It really yeah. was cool. <laughs> oh, you know what would be cool?
1: I could get you to fly. I could fly with you out to Fredericksburg in like October, November. And then I could take an Uber to the Christmas store because they have a tiny town there. They have the, It's the closest place I can get tiny town in Texas. I could do all my tiny town shopping
2: uh-huh. and then Uber back to the so airport you, and then go home. You don't have to Uber. So that's an interesting thing that I think a lot of people who don't go through this don't know. It's like when you go to like an FBO like let's say you park at Fredericksburg and you you know go to the you park your plane there you can walk into the office and be like hey can I borrow your car <laughs> and they'll let you
0: borrow their car and <laughs> <laughs> you can drive into town. Then you just put like a couple bucks of gas in it and just drop it off so back at the airport. make a day out of it. You don't have to ditch Gus to go to Tiny Town. Are you we fucking can, serious? We can all just go to Tiny Town. Granted, oh, it's dude, not a nice... The dude, dude nice... that
1: works at Tiny Town is a Roosty fan, too.
0: It's a, uh, hey. Usually it's not a nice car. It's like some old clapped-out vehicle. What do we, but, need? You know, we need? a nice car. Cost. Should we make this an ANMA thing? Is this a thing where we make a day? We go out to Fredericksburg, I bring this little thing, and we Tiny see time. what happens? yeah. I mean, we have—we don't even have to hold mics. I have like a mic that goes on the top of this, where we can just like pass it around. We don't have to, but let's
1: hold them. Push the nozzle, man. Yeah.
0: Okay. This is fun. This is definitely interesting. Let's wait till it's cooler. Yeah. It's oh god. Yeah. We cooler. have to wait till like October. Yeah. I won't fly with you until October, November. <laughs> I won't get back in that fucking plane. <laughs> uh, the airsick I have thought about Oof. once every day since we've done it,
2: dude. It's it's brutal. Yeah. It's, there are there are a lot of students who quit in the summer, and they're like, just there's no reason anyone yeah. should be doing this. It's rough. It's um,
0: awful. We should talk about the coffee freewheeling coffee here in the parking lot of corral snake
2: listen i'm in love with this cup of coffee really this yeah this cup this this americano this Uh, iced americano i got it's like when i want a cup of when i want an iced americano this is what i'm picturing in my head wow this is like for this is like um wow one of the best cups of coffee i've had on this show
0: gus jeff
1: that's me i'm jeff <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go nine point seven.
2: Wow, this, this is, fucking good.
0: This the is only reason so I'm good. not going
1: higher is because I don't want to rate it higher than all gimmicks. I, I understand.
2: This this is up there. But with it's all up there. With it, it's like yeah. it's
1: like the difference between Franklin and La Barbecue. Yeah, this yeah, is, it's is like, like I, Franklin's like a hair better yeah. than La Barbecue, but it's like you're splitting hairs.
0: This is a great. So here's the thing: it's a very good cup of coffee. Fucking it's a great, awesome. It's a great cup of like iced coffee that tastes like it's cold brew. I I couldn't tell, but. No bitterness, very easy. Stays cold the whole time. Plenty of ice. Great spot to sit at Coral Snake here in the back. I think this is a great area for bring like coming down to get a cup of coffee to chill out, bring your MacBook, get some stuff done, sit under a fan, and just hang out at Coral Snake. I This is probably like a nine... 9.2, yeah, 9.3, this is
2: great. Uh, yeah, nine nine 9.5, whatever yeah. I gave all Gammix, same score. Yeah, I mean, this, this
0: is this is really good. I really like this coffee. Dude and the really dude cool was really too. nice. Yeah, yeah, super nice. Yeah,
2: awesome. I mean, yeah. I, I could not say enough good things about this yeah. place. If you're in town, get a cup of coffee here. Yeah. Yeah, get it, a cup of coffee here, get a cup of, a, cup of coffee at all Gammix. I mean, yep. these are like the two best cups of coffee yeah, we've got on two this best,
1: show. Two best, of, two, a, as of this moment mm-hmm. and our knowledge base, the two best cups of coffee in Austin
2: are these two locations? Yeah. All gimmicks. And freewheel and freewheeling. Freewheeling. coffee. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I North and very, ce- North and Central. Yeah. Yeah. Very metered expectations coming here. Because it's like a trailer, me, it's in a parking too. lot. Yeah. Wow. Totally yeah. blew me away. It's
0: also a thing where I, I think people are, are easy, like they're fast to dog on Starbucks and, and Pete's coffee and all this stuff because it's a big chain coffee thing. But you have to consider that like a lot of coffee places aren't great. They're fine. Yeah. And, and if you're and you're getting a cup of coffee, sometimes you just do that, whatever. This is one I would go out of my way for. Yo, like, I would come yeah. down here, and like, next time I get a haircut, I might... My haircut is on, like, 7th. So I might just hop down here, get a cup of coffee, cruise up, go get a haircut, and then... Yeah. I might get find you a ex- rock
2: star bagel while you're over there. Hey! Yeah, right there. Yeah. I might find excuses to come out here just yeah. to get this coffee. Yeah. It's, Hell yeah. Wow. If so you do, good. let me
0: know, because I'll definitely come to mm-hmm. Corral Snake again, and... We can fly here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... That was really good. Uh, we are a little a little shy on time. I, I do want to see if we can get to an anarchy question. Uh, you can send us anarchy questions at Anma Podcast uh, on Instagram and on Twitter and r slash uh, Anma Podcast on Reddit. We don't run that. Want to be very clear that we don't run the subreddit. Yes. Um, just FYI. Uh, this is from Grayton. Grayton. G-R-E-I-T-O-N. Grayton. Sounds okay. right. Uh, oh. Grayton. What is a place in Austin that you have good memories of, but the other person may not have heard of?
2: Oh, weird!
0: Uh, right? I. It's you. It, we might not have an answer for it, but I like that question. I, I no, might, I think I you might
1: have spend one. A lot of time at the Venereal Disease Clinic, and <laughs> I've never. Yeah, it's right down <laughs> the never road over here. <laughs> um, Arcade UFO, never been there. Oh,
0: very cool. Yeah, yeah. Arcade UFO Love is a very place. cool place. Really yeah. great. been by
2: it, never been there. Yeah. yeah, super super cool. It's an arcade. It's real close to campus. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, it's like real, <laughs> real dark it, inside.
0: It's a, it's like if you brought a um, Japanese arcade. Yeah, to the, it's like you picked it up and plopped it down where it is. Just like, hey, do you like Street Fighter Three? Oh yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, kind of. All right, what about Street Fighter Four? Uh, kind of. How about Street Fighter Two? And you're like, all right, <laughs> Melty get, Blood. Uh, what the fuck is going yeah. on? Yeah,
2: Arcade UFO is a, is a place uh, I haven't been to in a long time, but yeah. I did I did spend you know quite some time there for a while and. Uh lots of fond memories there yeah. and I I was pretty sure Jeff had never been there. Oh yeah, no way.
1: Uh so mine is a place that I'm pretty sure Gus has never been and I go there once a week at a minimum every week of my life for the past 3 years. Okay. Card Traders of Austin. <laughs> it's up go. north off 183. Mm-hmm. I'm I, I there's a I'm there constantly. Really? It's like a home away from home, yeah. Wow. So I get all the stuff where, for where the is that 183? For the break show. It's like if you go up 183 um past like I don't know. Do you know where the academy is? Yeah, it's like the
2: next. It's like by McNeil, kind of. Then yeah, by, M- yeah, by okay. McNeil.
1: Yeah, it's like the next uh, exit after the academy. That's how I always know to turn. Okay, it's uh, it's where the Big Lots is. Yeah, yeah. And there's a fat fat dragon. Yeah,
2: back. I was gonna say back in there. There's like some uh, a like couple a lot of like Asian restaurants. There used to be that Chen's handmade noodles yes. was back there. There's uh, some Asian markets over there yeah. too. I think yeah, yeah. I know that yeah. place.
0: Oh, it's good. See yeah. these are good. These are good spots. Very fun. NFT. <laughs> See? Uh, I think that'll do it for this episode. This is a fun one. This is uh Man, I wanna can we come back here next week? Right, man, this cup of coffee is pretty good. I, I feel also spoiled also sitting back here in the shade watching some grackles hang out next to Corral Snake, good time. Yeah. This is very cool. Um if you got, again, if you guys want to follow us at Anima Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. Um also if you're listening to this and you want more, you should go to the face YouTube channel. Because uh, Gus and Jeff, by the time you hear this, they would have already happened. Uh, Gus and Jeff will have done a break show where they are opening a bunch of Gus's cards that he's had in storage for how many years? Uh, 30, a little over 30, cool. 35 years. Great, 35 year old cards. Dude, I cannot wait. Uh, so they're going to be opening those. As soon as we're done recording this, I'm going to have you guys uh, talk into the phone and so I can post something from the face account uh promoting it but very excited go to the face youtube channel for the break show to check that out um anything else you guys want to plug or any uh wise words for people at home um
2: come come to free will and coffee i mean i can't say that enough (laughs) this place fucking ruled it was so good cool thank you